Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday the 24th of June here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Pierre Morrow and I'm glad that the studio is strong enough to uh, resist uh, your enthusiasm, Giselle. (laughs) Oh, listeners, he's referring to maybe a few things I broke just before you turned my mic on. (laughs) Um, But you did did actually say... Recovered. Recovered well, did I? No, but you recovered really the whole program because I couldn't (laughs) upload... incredible interview that we have. So there you go, you're a technical genius. (laughs) Pierre has admitted that I have some skills after all. (laughs) Well, in fact, why don't you tell the listeners what that story is? That's right. And and then you'll be able to tell who brings you the program and those contact (laughs) details. So on today's program, it's and it's just on two past and nine o'clock. First of all, thank you to Solidarity Breakfast for another interesting program. And that song, which um, was an interesting song, was Turn Up Your Radio. Code for We Didn't quite like it. Anyway, going on, <laughs> moving on. Um, Joy Bell and the Travolters. Um, but on today's program, we'll have the usual roundup of uh, news from uh, labour issues from the region. But also we've got an um, extended interview with uh, Shivani Kaul, who is a labour activist with the Bigul Mazdur Dasta Labour Group and a legal advisor to the automobile industry contract workers, who will be giving us an update on what's happening with the Maruti Suzuki work and also about another big dispute that's happening the ice and uh, automotive, automotive, automotive workers uh, and really the state for, of play for workers in northern India and um, um, how they are in relation to all the repression they've faced over the last few years. So they'll be coming around quarter past nine o'clock. Um, but um, Giselle, if they want to get in touch with us. That's right. You can, well, as this show is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. You can email us at aawl at aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so find us on those social media platforms. And if you're that way inclined, you can give us a ring on nine double six three seven two double seven. Can't guarantee I'll answer the phone, though. That's right, but we'll eventually um, get to you. And, of course, it's just uh, last week was Radiothon, Giselle. We didn't do too badly. We still got a little bit to go. And interestingly, though, um, I think 99% of everyone who's donated is already paid. Which is the wonders of internet banking? That's right. So, um, but we are a couple of hundred dollars short. So um, it's not too late to donate. Uh, just go to our website, and um, certainly three CR needs your support to keep us on the air. But look, we'll go straight to the news um, items. Giselle, I think you've got the first one. That's right. We're going to kick off in Indonesia, West Papua, in the. Um the big dispute that's raging now at Freeport McMoran. So the dispute at the giant Freeport McMoran uh, Grasberg mine in West Papua has now entered its third month. 
As of last week, 4,220 workers had been fired for taking strike action. The workers at this mine have a proud history of fighting and taking on this huge global company as a strike in 2011 exemplified. The issues are again around insecure employment contracts, wages and health and safety. And the interesting thing about that um, that uh, strike really is that if you actually look to see where it is, it's actually on the highlands of uh, West Papua at an altitude of over three to 4,000 metres. It's an incredibly huge operation, but incredibly isolated as well. And uh, the next item really is another uh, major global company. Um, following from the announcement of a few weeks ago that workers um, in, um, in Gippsland were being offered new contracts at 30% less pay, a picket line has now been established outside of ExxonMobil's Longford gas plant. The company that was engaged to maintain this plant, UGL, is trying to force existing workers to sign up with a new subsidiary company. Obviously, this is a very old tactic. This company is now offering the workers 30% less pay, less annual leave, less allowances and no control over shift rosters, all for doing exactly the same job. So there is a picket line down in Longford. If you're around that way, go and visit them. And, of course, in disputes with global companies like ExxonMobil, who is probably one of the biggest companies in the world, coordinating industrial actions across its many global sites will be the most effective. And in India, in the automotive industry, hundreds of workers at the automotive parts maker ISIN are continuing to take industrial action despite having their picket line broken up by police. The workers' grievances have been building for a number of years with insecure work and low pay, the main issues. The workers undertook to form their own union this year, but have come under sustained pressure from management. As with many other disputes, the mass media has not been covering this issue in an effort to demoralise and isolate the ASIN workers from fellow workers of, their, uh, of the nearby industrial zones. We'll put a video up as well for you um, about the breaking of that particular picket line. But similar to what you just said, Pierre, really, these workers um, need to link up with um, the car manufacturing industries as well as the parts makers in order to win that dispute. That's right. And you'll hear more about this uh, in the interview with Shivani in a few minutes. And our next item uh, is in Pakistan, where the local government of Punjab has invested a lot of political prestige in the construction of a new modern rail-based mass rapid transit system, the so-called the Orange Line Metro train for the city of Lahore. Now, it sounds all very good, and you go, well, what's that to do with workers? Well, in its determination to build the line as quickly as possible, the lives of workers are being sacrificed with regulations and health and safety being routinely overlooked. Just this week, another four workers were badly injured when they fell from a crane. It is estimated that at least 25 workers have been killed so far constructing this line with the worst single accident happening in January this year when seven workers were burned to death. It is obvious that the local government sees the lives of these workers, many of them migrants from poor rural areas, as totally expendable. And in Iraq, while parts of Iraq have been devastated by war, workers in the rest of the country are continuing to struggle to have their rights to independently organise, recognise. This fight's been ongoing since the US invaded the country in, 20, in 2003. 
Currently, the Iraqi government wants to approve a new law that will not guarantee the rights of workers to form their own unions or to grant them any legal protection for trade union activity. Pressure from labour and human rights groups have recently stopped the government adopting laws restricting freedom of expression, and so labour activists are hoping they can do the same for this proposed law. I mean, Iraq is one of those uh, countries where you sort of think um, being a labour activist would be very different and be so, so dangerous. Yeah, I th- I, and this is interesting because when I've confronted um, some comrades in the region about some of their tactics that lead to self-destruction, like hunger strikes, self-immolation, that kind of thing, one of the things they say is, we're dead anyway. And I wonder if that might be some of what Iraqi workers are thinking. We're dead anyway. We might as well fight with our lives. I think that's a very, very good point. Very sad, but I think it's probably a very good, a very good point. And uh, really, as the saying goes, if you don't fight, you lose. So you might as well fight and you might have a chance of winning. So we're actually at um, just about nine past nine o'clock. That's all for the news roundup. We'll have a couple of community announcements and then we'll come back with the um, interview with Shivani Kaul about the um, workers in northern India. Are you wondering how to pay your donation? You can pay online by going to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. You can also visit us in person at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy and pay by cash, cheque or EFTPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, Radio for Change. Want to support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Well, it's not too late, and we still need your support. Donate now by calling 9419 8377 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. It's just on, uh, just getting on to 11 past 9 o'clock here on 3CR Radio, your favourite community radio station, listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Link. Um, earlier in the week, I was um, fortunate enough to speak to Shivani Kaul, who is a labour activist with Bigul Mazdur Dasta and a legal advisor to the automotive automotive automobile industry contract works. I don't know why I can't say that word. Um, And um, where we talked about the situation for workers uh, in the car uh, sector in the big industrial belts of of northern India. And, of course, the... uh, We've um, talked about a lot about the Maruti Suzuki struggle, but just f- to for listeners who might not just be aware, this was a struggle that started in 2011 uh, in the Maruti Suzuki um, factory where workers were trying to form their own union. Um, they were, it went on for years. There's been many arrests, many demonstrations, but just recently over um, 100, about 140 workers have been jailed for two years. Um, about 100 were released um, and they weren't found guilty of anything. About 25 were, were given sentence of about 
between two to four years for, for damages and rioting, while in 13 were actually um, f- uh, sentenced to, to life for uh, alleged uh, murder. So that was the, the, the situation that um, we are facing now. So when uh, you hear Shivani talk about the dispute at Maruti, that's what she is um, referring to. What has been the general reaction from workers to the jailing of the 13 Maruti workers for life? As far as the automobile sector is concerned, there uh, is a widespread anger against this judgment because workers in general believe that uh, the Maruti workers in particular have been penalised and they have been victimised precisely because they've been raising all those issues that are uh, afflicting the entire sector. So uh, there has been a widespread discontent and anger against this judgment. But as we can see that most of the workers in this sector are represented by a union bureaucracy, which does not want to take any radical uh, action against whatever is happening in the entire belt. So maybe because of that, we are not seeing many actions, industrial actions or any other sort of action taking place. But as far as common workers are concerned, I think uh, Maruti judgment is precisely one of the tipping points at which uh, uh, the entire sectoral uh, aspirations and entire sectoral, uh, you can say all the demands, uh, which is uh, which is coming together. And... Because the state, in collusion with judiciary, in collusion with the the police, in collusion with the management, has in a way succeeded in sending across this message that if you raise demands, which are basically your constitutional demands, which are basically guaranteed by the uh, constitution, by the various democratic and civil rights existing in this country, even if you're raising those issues, you are going to be punished. And this message has not, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think it's being taken in a, in a good spirit by the workers. So I think this judgment clearly shows what afflicts the current situation in this belt in particular. We'll come back to what is happening now yeah. and in the future. But just um, looking at the the Maruti uh, that have been given life sentences, what organising or campaigning is being undertaken to fight for their release? Pierre, right now there is this uh, matter which will be taken up in the higher court because this was the judgment given by the Sessions Court, which is the lowest of the judicial system in our country. So uh, workers and the people and the lawyers who are representing them are going to challenge this judgment. But as far as uh, any particular sort of organizing is concerned, uh, right now we do not see any such thing happening. There was, uh, just after the uh, judgment came out, there was a tool down in the parent plant uh, to which these workers belong, the Manesar plant. There was a symbolic tool down uh, for a couple of hours. So uh, that is the action that the union uh, took place and that was heartening to see. But then um, most of the established unions, for example, all the central trade unions, they were not happy with the action that the union independently took. 
but nonetheless it took that action and there was a tool down uh, during the night and mostly workers from all four maruti plants they participated in it and uh, right now i also believe that there are uh, certain programs going around throughout the country to just challenge this you know long prevailing silence over labor issues and maruti uh, case in particular is one of the issues in which various organizations are uh, you know independently doing all sort of things but as far as organizing in the in the automobile sector is concerned i don't see any particular action or event happening of course um the sentences that were handed out to the maruti workers are, are very harsh but it's come out now that the haryana state government is now seeking to have more sentences given out to more workers uh, one would have thought yeah. that the sentences to the 13 workers were a lesson or were harsh enough for workers why is the haryana yeah. government um trying to get even more workers are they still afraid that workers have still not been totally beaten down absolutely i also believe that and uh, i think haryana of late along with rajasthan because these two states comprise most of the automobile sector belt in in this country so haryana government in order to please the investors and, and also in order to be the hot spot of the so much loved campaign of mr modi Uh, make in india campaign it wants to give this signal to you know all the uh, multinationals as well as the indian capitalist houses also that you know uh, you can come here you can invest your capital here and uh, in lieu of that we are going to go to any length uh, in order to silence the voices of the workers uh, and maruti judgment being the uh, example in point that you know there won't be any problem of labor unrest we have already tweaked uh, the labor laws in your favor also you know you uh, i i believe because this is one of the hottest contested issues in uh, history of labor uh, movement in india that modi government is trying to do away with all other all uh, you know 260 labor laws and bring in four uniform codes on labor which in a way is uh, making these laws more pliable to investors so uh, haryana government wants to uh, hand hand out these uh, harsher sentences to workers in a way to appeal to all the investors be it national or uh, international to uh, just in a way to send this message that they are uh, in a way capable of uh doing everything possible in the interests of capital also i would like to point out this thing that maruti issue happened at a time when the fascist modi government was not in power it was the so called liberal government of congress uh which was in power that time and uh, all the uh, actions uh, against workers were taken by that so called liberal government and i think this fascist government of modi as well as the local government in haryana of same bjp party they are just taking forward the road earlier uh, congress government had taken 
so as far as labor issues are concerned uh, i do not see any major difference in in the way liberal or fascist governments are performing so uh, i believe uh, the khatta government of haryana is uh, doing everything in its power to send this message because uh, of late there have been many struggles going around in gurgaon in manesar in uh, recently in uh, rohtak in haryana where the icin automotives worker are struggling so i i completely agree with uh, your observation and certainly you've actually mentioned that which was going to be my next question about the major dispute at the Asian automotive company which was again about workers trying to form their own union and they were violently yeah. broken up by the police now is that yeah. struggle still going on yeah it is still going on workers are staying put outside the factory gate not exactly outside the factory gate because the management has uh, gone all out to get an injunction order against the workers so they cannot be nearer 400 meters to the factory premises but still workers are staying there and uh, movement is still going on and uh, i think because they had no previous history of fighting or struggling in that sense it valiant struggle and for the first time these workers uh, are uh, raising demands which are central to all the automobile sector workers which exactly as you pointed out is about union formation and but uh, as far as uh, the latest reports go their file for union registration has been uh, rejected by the labor department so now the workers are planning to submit another file with another list of membership so this is also one of the way in uh, in uh, so in order to penalize the workers that legally also we are not going to allow you to form unions and extra legally everything is happening they are being beaten by the police by the uh, other forces by factory goons and bouncers employed by the management so everything has been happening and most of these workers were in the in different jails of haryana for uh, more than a week just uh, because they were asking for uh, their union to be registered and also uh, acting against this in unjust order of throwing 20 workers out of work so this was the issue but still they are uh, holding their ground in their struggles thanks for that and as a last question given what you've just said about the repression both legal and extra legal but also the struggles and the fights of the workers over the last few years in these huge industrial belts do you think that the movement is getting stronger organizing much more aware of what it's facing or the repression from the government and companies has weakened our movement i do not think that repression has uh, in any way weakened the movement the movement i think internally suffers from certain limitations because most of the workers are spontaneously taking to street because they are facing harsher work working conditions inside the factory they are not getting this right to get unionized all these things are there and workers are spontaneously addressing whatever they can but i believe uh, there are certain problems that that 
this continuity of the movement in this specific branch of industry is concerned because uh, i think there is a need to go beyond this spontaneous action and build a cross sector union of the workers as i have been talking to you and uh, to jizel also before that there is a need to form an automobile industry union which is representing all the workers of the sector and which is consciously building a movement right now most of the movements and most of the struggles that we are witnessing is a sort of reaction it's a reactive activity to what the state and management is doing but we need to go further we need to build an independent tech, uh, working class uh, action uh, which is not independent of politics but which is independent of the tail endism which right now we are witnessing because in absence of any strong sectoral union which is radical which is revolutionary which is independent of workers the most of these workers tend to tail end and follow what the established unions are saying and most of the established unions do not want the struggle to go beyond a certain point they they are limiting they are restraining the struggles of workers so as far as workers themselves are concerned i do not see repression by the state or repression by the management in any way weakening their spirit i think it's the subjective limitations of the struggle itself that that we need to go beyond and that is the key challenge that we are witnessing i, I think and if in future this challenge is overcome we'll definitely see stronger uh, movement coming out from this sector and uh, we'll definitely see some positive outcome coming here Thank you very much, um, Shivani, for such a good uh, overview and roundup of not only of the struggles that have happened, but also of where the movement is at. And we certainly wish you all the very best and we solidarity with you and all your comrades uh, in, in India. Thank you, Pierre. Thanks for having me. Are you wondering how you can pledge your support for a 3CR program during Radiothon? Well, you can call us on 9419 8377 or visit our website 3cr.org.au. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you would like your donation to go to. And thank you for being part of 3CR's Radiothon. We're almost at the end of another fantastic program of Asia-Pacific Currents. Uh, we've got uh, two minutes to go before Palestine remembered. That was an interview with uh, Shivani from uh, Bigul Mazdur Dasta and the automobile industry contract workers about the state of workers organising um, in northern India at the present moment. And we'll certainly keep you updated on the struggle of workers there. Now, just before we go, a couple of announcements. One is that um, tomorrow at half past 
10. There is the No Pride in Hate counter rally, the far right, and that's at the corner of Gertrude and Nicholson Streets in Fitzroy at half past 10 this Sunday, and that's uh, outside the exhibition building. Don't forget, it's not too late to pay up so or to donate, so get in touch with 3CR and contribute to our Radiothon. But thanks for listening to Asia Pacific Currents today. We'll be back next Saturday with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Pierre Morrow, and have a great weekend. Hey, this is Nick from Pinyao. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.